don't know about you, but that's what life's all about. You're a parent. You got kids that are involved in your life. They have some kind of influence over. Maybe you're not a parent. Your hope, your dream, your prayer is that when they graduate from high school, they hunker down and lean into their faith. They don't walk away. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but it's wonderful to be a part of a church family where we're seeing them not graduate from faith. We're seeing them get into faith and make a difference. Now, when we talk about Proverbs, are Proverbs promises or principles? Principles. Because you can find some Proverbs out there where it doesn't unfold the way the proverb says, okay? So it's a principle. Normally, this happens when you do this. And as we're talking about kids growing up and not graduating from faith, many of us are familiar with Proverbs 22.6 that says this, teach children in a way that fits their needs, and even when they're old, they will not leave the right path. That, that, that's a principle. Normally that happens. And just being frank with us all, you know, when a child doesn't do that, as a parent, you take on too much guilt. If your child does stick with faith, sometimes you take too much credit. You weren't as great a parent. I wasn't as great a parent. Cindy was, but I wasn't, as, as you think. Principle, normally that happens, and that is fantastic. Uh, Ephesians tells us this. Fathers, don't exasperate. Don't crank your kid up, your children up, by coming down hard on them. I love this second line. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master that's relational parents are we leading our kids in the way of the master are we taking them by the hand gently but firmly uh, and uh, the next translation from the easy read version says it this way parents don't make your children angry but raise them with kind, the kind of teaching and training you learn from the Lord. I love that little piece in there because it's saying you've got to own it yourself first. Uh, I remember growing up and uh, this, there were some uh, kids that would just get dropped off for Sunday school. And the parents would go on their way. And there's sometimes there's some reasons for that. But eventually those kids would get to the place where if mom and dad don't own it, I'm not going to own it. So this idea here of the kind of teaching and training you learn from the Lord. So we pass this on as parents, as influential people. Some of us don't have kids, but you have spiritual children. Usually fathers and mothers day, I will talk about fathers and mothers that were not my biological parents but had influence in my life. And I can think of them just like that. They made a difference in my life. So teaching and training what you've learned from the Lord, being an example. Very cool when that happens. Now, one of the strategies we have at a church is called the orange strategy. This is just a way of putting things together. So when you take red and yellow, I don't know this by 
just experience, but you know, colors and art is not my thing per se, but I'm told that when you put those two colors together, you get orange. So as a church family, we're trying to be yellow, and as a, as a family, hopefully you're trying to be red, and when you put those two colors together, you get orange. That's a part of this idea of helping kids grow in faith, graduate from high school, but not graduate from faith. And so that, that's our goal. And so, uh, you know, we see children grow up, and this isn't to overemphasize these two individuals, but uh, we have a slide of these two. This is their, their earlier life. We see them. There they are. There's, uh, there's Paul and Philip, or Philip and Paul. I can't tell them apart. This is when they were on the Starship Enterprise. Some of you know what that's about. And then they came to Earth, and now they're living a human life. But anyway, this is them. Uh, this is them at some church Awana function where they would dress up. That's funny and everything like that. But again, this idea of seeing kids mature and grow in faith and being a part of that. Now, no one's perfect. No one's arrived. So don't don't get that from from these conversations. But uh, I've asked uh, Paul and Phil up if they would come up and join us up here and we'll just have a little conversation and then after a couple other songs and a prayer uh they're gonna share a little bit more uh kind of like a message so that's yours be friend with the mic there you go so welcome paul and phil appreciate you uh being available because i think you fly off to some place this week and so um beam couple. me up mr scott <laughs> yeah right yeah beam you up wouldn't that be great but that's that's yeah right <laughs> Uh, so, um, just a couple questions here. So, Paul, uh, where have you been the last couple of years? Go ahead, Paul. I'm just messing. <laughs> I died. Oh, donut. <laughs> By the way, which of you is more handsome than the other? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Paul, where are you? <laughs> so, three years ago, I went to a program called the 10th Hour Project. And then after around eight months, 11 months, so that was pretty much a year, I, I came back, and then I went to Peru. So these last two years, I've been in Peru serving at different ministries. Um, when I first went, I didn't really know where I was going. I went, and then um, things happened, and the Lord started moving, opening up different ministry opportunities, so I've served at different ministries through Peru. Um, so yeah, the, the, last, the last two years, I've been, I've been living in Peru. All right, great. Now, Phil, the, you're just coming out of more the 10th our project. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Is it mic not? Is it not on? Is it still on? Now it should oh, it be working. working. There we go. Things you learn in Peru. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was in English. I'm going to read it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, what is the 10th Hour Project? Yeah, tell us so about that. The 10th Hour Project is an eight month discipleship program for young adults. Um, and you, it was three months, the beginning three months are you're learning biblical studies, you're learning apologetics, you're learning um, theology, and then you're also going out every week and evangelizing. So you go out, they give you a gospel track, you go talk to strangers, and it really gets you out of your comfort zone if you don't like talking to strangers. <laughs> um, you go up, hey, you get one of these. They go, they grab it, they read it, and then, um, and then it just opens up conversations with, uh, you know, bringing the church closer to the people. You go out, and then you go to gas stations. You go to all these places, and just regular places. It's nothing special. It's just in New, New Mexico, but three months discipleship, and you're learning um, as well as applying as 
evangelism. We offer one week class about evangelism, which the next phase is the six-week tour of the United States. I went to um, Oregon from, so we, we drove in two vans, drove to Oregon, and every gas station, you know, you're going out for gas on track, you're talking to people, evangelizing, you're Praying with each other, growing, and when you say evangelizing, what do you mean by okay, that? Okay, sharing what? the yeah 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 sharing the gospel. So you're and sharing, the gospel, the gospel is, is um, basically this: for God so loved the world, He sent His only Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, the message that mm-hmm. saves. So you're going and then ask people, "What do you think about this?" Listening, talking, and then we learn also apologetics, so defending. Um, yeah, defending the faith, defending why you believe what you believe as well. Um, and so then you're traveling the United States, and then after that you go back. And I went to Uganda for three months, so which is the mission aspect of the program. So it's, there's a lot in there, That's but cool. it's, it's pretty awesome. It was like, yeah, it was really cool. And was that like the first time uh, you went on a cross-cultural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, for me that was a, yeah, a first First time, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we drove to Canada to get to Michigan. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Yeah, my, a future son-in-law is from Canada, yeah, so yeah. I better be careful. Sorry be about careful. that, Joey. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's great. And what was your your? I'm, this is a little off some of the questions, but what was your first cross-cultural? Did you did you go to Honduras? With yeah. So, bef- how did all this start? Why did you? Why did I start learning uh, Spanish and? whatnot so actually the first cross-cultural experience that i had was on a mission trip to honduras and through this through this church so going going and shoveling uh making making floors for 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 people in honduras like that is uh that was the first experience i actually had um with i thought i thought honduras was south america so i was like south america but it's actually central america but that was the first uh like experience that i had with uh you know another culture or the spanish culture Excellent, and uh, you know, as you think as you think about that, um, how did how did how did that how did that really set you up then to do the tenth hour project? What things happened by having a short term missions experience? Yeah, so, so how how so how did that influence? Just influence your thinking. How did that touch your faith? Because yeah. how old were you probably when you went I, there? I was seventeen. Seventeen, okay. Uh-huh, 17. So, so junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that actually impacted my life in a in a huge way. Just just seeing another another culture. The I was like, why are these people? They don't have any any money, but they they they're happy. And like, what is this? Uh, just seeing this part of helping, you know, that that aspect of helping. Um, I really love that, and I fell in love with Spanish. I I, uh, I took a few classes of Spanish with the Landis's uh, before that. But then after that, like that, that was like the, the, the first experience of being in uh, a Spanish culture. And then I, you know, the Lord really gave me a love for that. So I think that really helped. At that point, I started learning Spanish in my house. And that mm. definitely um, helps, helps me now as I live in Peru. So like that <laughs> is a huge uh, thing that the Lord used mm. to prepare me mm. for Peru. Very cool. And uh, just so you know, uh, 2025... Uh, we're planning another trip. That was as soon as we could get in on this schedule. So as that information comes out, uh, that's open to any age group, any person. 
uh, to go on something like that. So that's, that's really, really good to, to be a part of something like that. So um, when you think about all this, uh, you know, Phil, you know, these are big trips going on the 10th hour project, mm -hmm. doing these kinds of things are, are, are I don't want to say out there, but, the, but they take a lot of, you got to go someplace, you're not yeah. in the Finger Lakes. So how, for some of us who might not do a trip like that or might not go to an eight-month intensive right. discipleship yeah. kind of thing, yeah. uh, can we still be all in like you guys come across? I mean, you guys come across, you're all in in your faith, mm -hmm. and then some of us will go, yeah, I don't think I'm going to Honduras. I don't think yeah. I'm going to Uganda. Yeah. So can you be all in and still stay in upstate New York? Yeah. Yes, you can. You, you can. can. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all yeah, safe. We're all good. safe. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I think well, the 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 best part about the tenth hour project, what I learned there, it was only most of it was in my Bible. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it was discipleship through the body of Christ, the mm -hmm. the, uh, the believers that were in the program that were coming alongside me, teaching me different things, and you can find that here. Um, so. You're safe. You don't have to go all the <laughs> way over. But, yeah, I just, it was interesting. Just the Lord used it to take me out of a place I was and then to teach me. Hmm. And you can find that that isn't always, it's not always New Mexico. Hmm. And it's, it's wherever it is because God makes us all unique. Hmm. And we each have our own walk with him um, where he teaches us how we need to be taught. Like it probably won't work for everyone to go on the program and then you wouldn't learn the same things that I learned. You won't come out with it with the same things that I came out of it with. So, yeah, just pray. That's that's where God reveals it to you and you uh, you talk to Pastor Dave. <laughs> you you go to lunches and stuff and you read your Bible, you you pray and um, yeah, you have your your Bible here, right? You don't need it's not in New Mexico, so that's <laughs> the beautiful thing about it. And that that God is also there and here. But obviously, a trip like this, an experience like this, right. definitely jump starts areas in your faith. So if you could be something like this, yeah. that's not to discourage yeah. it. But if you can't, don't go, oh, I guess I can't be like, uh, you know, Phil and Paul. But you can be fully engaged. So, um, you know, you know that, that's, that's just really, really good to know. And, uh, Paul, you would uh, say, give it a try. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look what it's done for you, right? Yeah, in your heart and I, I think that like less distractions the thing is mm. with going to New Mexico it's like oh wait you don't know anyone here <laughs> you mm. don't have you don't have any distractions you're um, focused on on seeking the Lord in the sense of reading your Bible praying and being like God what do you want me to do with the rest of my life that mm. that that quiet time and but like that is something that we have here even um, you can if if it's your schedules and you're super busy after eight o'clock then then a little bit earlier you know get up and then be like lord what do you what do you what do you want me to do with my life how can i live for you or be all in hmm. as uh you know we would say hmm. but it's like you know yeah, yeah that <laughs> so so the takeaway is we all as we walk with christ ought to be all in mm -hmm. how that's expressed is different mm -hmm. if you can do it's almost like a gap year intense thing if you're if you're in you know 15 16 or younger and thinking about what am I going to do when I graduate from high school and you don't have plans this is a great thing to do this is a great place to plug in and try one of these things and there's the 10th hour project there's other places there's 
word of life. That you, you, if you want it, you can, you can find it. And then for those of us who, who can't jump in like that, th there's other pathways. And again, it it's can be a little harder because there are all these distractions, uh, but it's possible. We all ought to be all in in, in following Christ. So, so, Paul, you're wrapping things up in Peru. You're going back there for a little while, but then you may be coming back this way. What do you think your future plans are? The next steps are currently, well, go back to Peru Tuesday morning. Really? <laughs> Is it really? This Tuesday. This Tuesday. Uh, and then we're, we're going to receive a team, uh, a 10th-hour team. And they're going to they come, and then we're going to – actually, in the next seven months, we're going to receive two teams. They're going to come, and we're going to serve with the church and do different um, outreach aspects, uh, going to all sorts of different things. Anyways – um, so that's going to be, we're going to be really busy these next seven months, and uh, around seven, eight months, that's kind of where my uh, commitment thus far with uh, where I am, kind of like a discipleship aspect ends, like a program ends, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm doing like a, a class, and that's when it's going to end in like seven, eight months. So then after that, that that's going to be my, my prayer request is, is uh, praying about Praying for wisdom, really. Mm. Like, Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Is it further into Peru? Because there's so many doors, that so many opportunities uh, there in the sense of serving and different churches and even church planting. Just so many things. It's just like, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, so that, that would be my uh, prayer request as well okay. is, uh, you know, that you pray for these next steps even after uh, the program to see where the Lord wants me to hone in, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Definitely be doing that. And uh, Phil, what, what's your next step? Your is 10th hour winding down for you? Because you're going to Peru like a day later yeah. with, another, with one of these groups that's going down, yeah, right? Yeah, so I'm going to be um, kind of helping the 10th hour students fly to Peru because I know how to do it. <laughs> I've, done it, I've done it once. I've done it once, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go on the ropes. But I'll be flying down – Two days later, uh, Thursday mm. instead of Tuesday. Mm. So, th yeah, <laughs> Thursday morning. So Paul will welcome me with hopefully something. Awesome. <laughs> 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 I made your bed. So yeah, the next the next step is just to fly down to Peru with the the students and to really press in the time there with you know these kids that want to know more about Jesus, want to know more, and then to help them, but also to you know receive discipleship there. So when I go there, the pathway is going to also disciple us. Mm. Uh, he's been discipling Paul. He's going to disciple me as well. Mm. And um, disciple just teach the Bible. Just mm. teach how to teach. Mm. That's the, what you're going to see. Yeah. Hopefully when I come back next time, I'll, I'll know how to uh, teach. Improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's only brothers can yeah, say. Huh? Exactly. And so then, so, so are you on the same seventh month schedule or are yeah. you on? Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. I'll be going down with him and, yeah. uh, helping out in any way I can. I hope to also help out with the worship that they have down there. Um, the Lord has opened that door. So I'm going to do it. Great. Great. Yeah. And we also be, ought to be praying for mom. I should have had her up here. Because yeah. uh, letting your some of your babies go on trips like this, I mean, that's tough. Um, and I, I think I shared maybe three or four weeks ago that uh, one of my kids wanted to do mercy ships. And I was kind of a little bit like, ooh, I don't know if I want you to do that. And and uh, that kind of thing. So it's easy to talk it, right? It's easier. And, and <clears throat> let me just say, you know, in this whole associate pastor youth emphasis, um, people are not going into the ministry. Um, 
people are not becoming missionaries to think make a positive. And there's actually, it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but the average age now of a pastor like me is 60 in the United States. So I'm actually a young pastor. Uh, but uh, when I started, it was in the, in the early, it was in the 40s. So um, we need to be better as churches, helping kids grow up, own their faith, not graduate from their faith, but at least consider and encourage our children to serve God full time. Not all children, but some. And uh, we're not really doing that well. As, or there would be uh, more uh, people out there. It would be easier to, to have these positions uh, filled, have different things make out there. So uh, Paul and Phil are going to come back and give us a little encouragement 10 or 15 minutes after we sing. Um, but uh, as we wrap up this segment of the service, I'd ask uh, Jason if he'd come and pray for you guys, and, uh, and then we'll move on. So he'll need one of those mics. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I just want to say before I do pray that like, I've really enjoyed watching these guys grow up. I remember them helping me with games and VBS back in the day and watching them work in Awana and just seeing them come up in this church and other places as well, seeing mm -hmm. them at the school, seeing them at my house eating all my food, things like that, <laughs> <laughs> along with his brothers and Dave, everybody over there. But <coughs> um, when I say something about the boys coming over, my daughters know who that is and mm -hmm. these guys are a part of it and mm -hmm. I, I I miss those times, but I also cherish those memories. So um, there's been a lot of hours that I've prayed for you guys, along with your brothers and Dave and the Watermans and all that, like the guys that I spent a lot of time with. And I'm just, it's a pleasure to be able to pray for you, them as well as them. Mm. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for um, Phil and Paul. I thank you for their willingness to serve you in whatever way that is. And some of us, that might be locally, it might be here in this church, it might be at work, just however it is, but in some situations, it might be in Peru. And I just pray for these guys to continue to grow in their faith. I pray that they would continue to make a difference for you. And um, I pray you'd be with them in seven or eight months from now as they're trying to figure out what the next steps are. And I just pray that they continue to move forward with boldness and whatever you have for them and uh, I just thank you for the difference that they are making and um, the, the men that they are becoming in Jesus name we pray amen